Welcome back to the Euctropolis Podcast. I'm your host, James Hill. And in this episode, we are going to dive into the controversy surrounding how to play and how to teach the F scale on the ukulele. What's that? You didn't know there was a controversy around playing and teaching the F scale? Oh boy, you're about to find out all about it. Stick around. Before we get started, I just want to say that this week's episode gets a little bit technical, and I highly recommend that you download the free handouts to go along with this episode. You can print them out or just have them on screen as you're listening. I think you'll find that the concepts in this episode make a whole lot more sense when you have those handouts in front of you. Okay, let's get started. So, as you know, each week on this podcast, I take a student question from euktropolis.com and I just expand on it here in this format where we can just stretch out and explore ideas in more detail. So this week, our question comes to us from Colin and Colin is working on the ukulele way. The ukulele way is a six level method completely devoted to the art of chord melody what some people call the solo style of ukulele playing. That is where you take a single melodic line, like this, for example. And using only the four strings of your ukulele, you combine it with chords and rhythms so that you could just get up on stage and play something that sounds complete, like this. journey toward that style of playing has many, many steps. And that's why when I wrote this method, I broke it into six parts. Each part gets progressively more and more sophisticated and more and more rich in the repertoire that you can play because you're really learning how to juggle. You're learning how to juggle melody, harmony, and rhythm simultaneously on one ukulele. That is the essence of of the ukulele way. And if you want to know more about that, just go to theukuleleway.com. So, Colin is working on lesson one of book three of this method. And this is where students start to explore the key of F, which is, of course, one of our favorite keys on the ukulele. And Colin has kind of a mm, allergic reaction to the way that I'm teaching this scale. He says, this is the only concept that I've had a problem with so far. The suggestion that we should learn it in this fashion, you know, starting at F and going up five notes to C, and then back down to F, seems pretty pointless and totally confusing to beginners. Surely we should start on F and continue upwards for one whole octave like that. Okay, so, um, 
I didn't really know how to respond to Colin in text because this is a really um, broad question. And so I said in my reply to Colin, I said, this is a good question. Uh, It may seem pointless to um, learn it this way, but there is method to my madness and maybe I will do a podcast episode on this. So here I am doing a podcast episode on this very question. Now, if you're just tuning in and you're not a connoisseur of the ukulele way, let me just bring you up to speed so that you understand what Colin's concern is about learning the F scale in this way. Typically, when you think of a scale, you think of a bookended kind of a scale, one that goes from Do to Do, like this. Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Ti, Do. That's kind of how we typically think of a scale, from Do to Do and back again. And that's exactly how we start in the ukulele way. We start with the key of C, and we learn it in that bookended kind of way, where it goes from C to C and back down. Exactly the way you might expect. So far, so good. But Colin is now in book three of this method, at which point we start to dive into the F scale. Now, with the F scale, you might automatically assume that we were going to learn it in a similar way that would sound like this. Going from low F to high F and back again. Only that's not what you find in book three. Instead, I teach the F scale in what I call the butterfly pattern, where we put the F note in the middle of the fretboard, and we go up from F for a little ways and then back down, always coming back to the F note. And then we go down from F a little ways and back up. So this is kind of turning the scale pattern inside out. Instead of going from bookend to bookend, we're picking a central point and going up from that point and down from that point. And this is the part that is giving Colin a hard time. He says, that is pointless and confusing to beginners. So, right here, right now, I'm going to explain the method behind the madness of the butterfly F scale and why, by following this train of thought, you can wind up learning what I call the infinity scale. The infinity scale is just a fancy word for knowing the entire fretboard, like the back of your hand, and really seeing no difference between playing at the first fret and playing at the 10th fret. I think a lot of us have fear of heights. And that's why those frets above the fifth fret are called the dusty frets. There's a reason why we don't go there, because we're afraid of heights. But what if you had a scaffold, a structure that you could easily climb up and easily climb down so that you could play fluently in any part of the fretboard? Wouldn't that be cool? Well, that's exactly what I am building toward when I teach the F scale in this way. Let me show you what I mean. 
First of all, I want to say that there is no right way to learn this stuff. There's no wrong way to learn this stuff. If you end up learning it, well, then it was the right way to do it. What Colin is suggesting is not wrong. He's suggesting that you learn the scale starting on F, on that familiar first finger, on the first fret of the E string, and that you would follow it up, shift to the first finger on the C note, and reach the fingers until you arrive at the high F note. And that feels really satisfying, doesn't it? It's that familiar feeling of going from one bookend to the other and back again. Now, if you've downloaded the handouts for this episode, which I highly recommend, and which you can get for free by just clicking on the link in the show description, well, then you'll see this one octave F major scale in figure one. That's the first thing you'll see on that handout. And you'll see that those notes kind of wander up the A string and then back down. But then facing that in figure two, you'll see the way that I'm teaching the F scale in book three of the ukulele way. So what do you notice between this version and this version? Hmm, let me play them again. Here's version one, the one octave do to do version. And here's the other way. So let's start with the similarities. Well, the most obvious similarity is that we're dealing with the same notes in both cases. We only have the notes of the F scale to work with. F, G, A, B flat, C, D, and E. That's it. In both configurations of that scale, those are the notes. But that's kind of where the similarities end. If you look at the one octave scale, you'll see that it's kind of long and thin and the notes trace a kind of wandering path up the A string. But the butterfly scale is very compact and stocky and it keeps all of the fretted notes within the first three frets. But so what? Does that really make a difference? And the answer is not really at this stage. At this stage, you could go for either one of those scale patterns to play the F scale, and you'd be fine. The question is, how does each one play out in the long term? And does one of them do a little more work for you in the long term? And I would say the answer to that is very clearly yes. In the long term, the butterfly scale, which is compact and puts all of these notes in the palm of your hand, that's the one that is going to pay off. Why? Because of transposition. Transposition just means moving one pattern from here to there. It's what we do when we play bar chords. If I play a C chord, that's fine. But as you probably know, you can take that C chord, move it up one fret toward the sound hole, and bar the first fret with the first finger, 
Now I'm not playing C anymore, I'm playing the C sharp major chord. If I do that again, I get the D chord, and so on, all the way up the neck with just one chord shape. Well, this very same thing is true of scales. If I play the C scale, and now I put my first finger on the first fret, and I play that same pattern, only moved up toward the sound hole by one fret, I get a new scale using the same pattern. If I continue, I'm able to move up the entire fretboard with that one pattern. Now that's the C scale pattern. But it turns out that if you map all of the notes of the C scale across the entire fretboard on every string, of course you can do this you know, for fun in your spare time, like I did when I was a teenager. <laughs> I had a lot of spare time, I guess. Uh, I, I did this once because I was just curious. I thought, well, you know, there's got to be a way to see a bird's eye view of all of the notes of this scale across all of the strings and all of the frets. I was just hungry for knowledge. You know, I just, I just wanted to know the whole thing and I wanted to see it all from a bird's eye perspective. So I remember one day just drawing the thing out on this long fretboard that I sketched in the margin of, you know, like a math textbook or something. And I wrote in all the dots and, and then I started looking for groups that I could play, groups of notes that sort of fell in the palm of my hand. And I broke up this master pattern into five positions. One of those positions is the very familiar C scale that many of us know and love. Of course, keeping in mind that when you have the low G string, this, this uh, position also includes some of those lower notes. Let's not forget them. But you can segment this giant master major scale that stretches across the entire fretboard, you can just segment it into five positions that are ergonomic enough that you can play them without really shifting at all. You can plant your hand in one place and play a whole set of notes without moving out of that position. And it turns out that one of those five positions is this butterfly F scale that we are learning right now. Yeah, this is one of the five. This cross-string pattern represents one-fifth of the infinite major scale. And that's why I'm focusing on this cross-string pattern. Instead of teaching a one-time, one-use pattern that cannot be transposed to any other frets. That one octave pattern of the F scale is a one-time, one-use scale pattern. It cannot be easily transposed to other places. You don't get any more bang for your buck there. It just is what it is. You learn it, and then you know it. But it doesn't really lead you anywhere. It doesn't really give you any leverage in the future. That's why I'm focusing on this butterfly scale pattern. 
So here's something that you can do for yourself or with your students. And that is you can have a bit of fun with this. You can be a detective, a scale detective. You know, there's so many Hollywood movies where there's some kind of adventure and uh, the, the, the hero has to collect like runes from different places in the world so that they can assemble them all and, and create some kind of powerful something or other, right? I mean, that's kind of a well-worn Hollywood narrative. I think of a, a more recent uh, version of that, which was the uh, Infinity Stones in the Avengers, you know, how Thanos is it, uh, he, he's looking all over the galaxy for these six stones, and once he has them all on this magic glove, then he can do, you know, anything he wants, control the whole universe. And that is a lot like finding the five positions of the major scale on the fretboard. If you find these five positions on the fretboard, and you put them all in the palm of your hand, well, then you will have uh, ultimate control over the major scale. Okay, maybe it's not quite as compelling as controlling space and time and everyone's soul, but hey, knowing the major scale across the entire fretboard is pretty powerful in the little world of the ukulele. So, definitely something to aspire to, to strive for. And so that's why I put together the second handout that goes with this episode. And what it does is it shows you how far you get toward this infinity scale with the C major pattern and the F major pattern, the way I've taught it in book three of the ukulele way. These become movable patterns and each one slots into one of these five positions. What you find is the C scale that you know and love gives you position number one. And I'm taking a cue from the Avengers once again, and I'm giving a color to each one of these positions, just as if it were one of these uh, magical, uh, brightly colored infinity stones. So um, that position number one, the C scale that we know and love is blue. And then what you'll find is once you start transposing that butterfly F scale pattern, you'll find that it slots in nicely at position number four. That's right. If we move this F scale position up until it becomes a C scale by transposing it one fret at a time, if we move it so that the first finger is now um, uh, playing the seventh fret, but it's playing that same cross string butterfly F scale pattern that you learned in the ukulele way book three, well, that gives us position number four in this infinity scale. And I've called that one purple. And this leaves us positions two, three, and five still to be discovered, still to be explored. And this is your challenge. Can you find alone or with a friend or with your students, can you figure out the yellow, the red, and the orange infinity stones? 
Can you figure out position number two, three, and five of this infinite major scale that stretches across the entire fretboard? If you can do that, if you can take that challenge, and remember, this doesn't happen in one day. This is a weeks, months, even years-long journey. But the, even the fact that you understand that there are these five positions and that you are gradually filling them in, just like, you know, I as a kid, I loved playing <laughs> uh, McDonald's Monopoly. You know, you had that game board, and every time you went to McDonald's, you would get another little sticker, and you would eventually, like, fill them all in. And there was kind of a fun in, in uh, you know, not having them all, but the anticipation of what you were going to get next. That's kind of like what this is. You know, you know that the five positions are there. You know that you're on your way to learning position one and position four. And as you go and as you progress, you will pick up the others. You'll pick up Broadway and Park Place eventually. You'll get there. And when you do, you will have command of the entire fretboard. Let me give you an example uh, to finish up here where this really made a difference in my musical life. I remember when I was a kid and I was playing in the Langley Ukulele Ensemble and Peter Luongo was the director and one of their signature tunes was Pachelbel's Canon. You know the one. You've heard it at just about every wedding you've ever been to. etc etc that part right there that i just played was just impossible to me i was like how am i supposed to find all those notes how can i move fast enough to find all of those notes it just blew my mind i mean i could get the first little bit you know i'm up there sort of halfway up the neck but then for the next part you had to jump all the way down to the first few frets again and then chase this melody up the A string and and then you're back down to the first few frets and it always sounded disjointed and not flowing and I just felt like I was hunting and pecking at the best of times and it just wasn't happening for me and then I started looking around and I could see what the other kids were doing, the more experienced players in the ensemble. They weren't chasing this melody around at all. They seemed to be able to do it by just staying in one place. And some of them weren't even looking at their fingers when they were doing it. They didn't have to make any large shifts or sudden movements, and I just, I was amazed. And what they were doing was what I'm suggesting you do which is learn to play in position. And that's what I eventually learned how to do. I eventually learned how to find all of those notes without leaving the seventh fret neighborhood. I didn't have to shift down. I didn't have to hunt and peck up and down one string. All the notes were there in the palm of my hand because I stayed in that position. And that position that I just played that in just happens to be the very same butterfly F scale pattern that Colin is learning in the Ukulele Way, book three. 
Now, it is transposed up to the 7th fret, but the pattern itself is exactly the same. Okay, so that's all pretty technical. And if you're still with me, then thank you. Thank you for being curious about the fretboard and curious about the major scale and how these things fit together. I hope you'll take the challenge and try to find the missing three infinity stones, the missing three positions of the scale that complete the panorama of the major scale across the entire fretboard. You'll never regret it. And you'll never have to ask the question, is there life above the fifth fret? And, you know, if so, how do I get there? Because you will be able to move fluidly across the entire fretboard, up, down, across. As Peter Luongo would say, north, south, east, and west. And I hope you see now that learning the F scale in this way, in this way that puts all the notes right in the palm of your hand, although it might at first seem a little unintuitive, this is an important step in eventually mastering the entire fretboard. Thank you to Colin for the interesting and provocative question that inspired this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Euketropolis podcast. I'm your host, James Hill, and I'll be back again next week with another real ukulele answer to a real ukulele question from a student at euketropolis.com. And in the meantime, head over to euketropolis.com and take one of the many, many free lessons that we have available there to give you a taste of the unique library of online ukulele courses that we offer. Thanks again. I'll see you next week. And until then, keep on strumming.